This podcast replay is brought to you by Sloman's Home Security. The first 40 big O listeners right now, dial 1-800-ALARM-ME. We'll get this limited time offer, a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Sloman's Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Ride a ride a ride. Our number two is on, and it's Manny Navarro. And our Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes reports. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to. And that's Canes Wear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2655 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canes Wear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Ride a ride. How you feeling, baby? You feeling good? <laughs> good, O. How are you? Can't complain, brother. Bitcoin's at 57,000. You know, it's uh, you're, hard you're to score right. big, brother. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. See if we can pay some bills by the end of the year. That's uh, that's all I need. I'm trying to see if I can make a little money to pay off bills. I got you, man. I know that not feeling. Retired, not retired, not get rich or anything like that because I don't have that kind of money to invest. Because, you know, you got to put in some real money to really retire. You know what I'm saying? But maybe mm-hmm. I might be able to pay some bills by the end of the year, which which would be really, uh, you know, kind of get that load off your uh, off your back. Anyway. So what's new in the Canes world except our pain in basketball, my brother? Well, uh, spring practice starts on Monday, so uh, we, we will start to see some some uh, activity involving the team beyond uh, off-season workouts and things of that nature. But uh, you're right. I mean, the basketball team, what is it, seven in a row? Uh, baseball team's done okay. They got some some good young freshmen and, and stuff like that that are, that are playing well, and they get the Gators, I think, this weekend. So there's things happening around Miami. They actually didn't play bad last night. No, they played well. Yeah. Considering it's UNC mm-hmm. and they're a ranked team and how badly Miami has played. Omir showed up yesterday. So they actually played pretty decent. You know, when you're watching that game, you cannot complain in the end. If you really know where the Canes are at right now, you know, uh, 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 what was it? 75, 71. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised that they lost such a tight game, to be quite honest. I was kind of expecting a, a 10 or 15-point loss easily. Uh, it should have been that way without two starters in, in your backcourt. But, uh, you know, hey, listen, Jim Laranega does a good job with what he has. And unfortunately, you know, that's why when you when you get on a run like they got last year where they get to the Final Four, even the year before that when they get to the Elite Eight, it's like, dude, enjoy it. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do in uh, in the ACC and in college basketball. You uh, ranked the uh, the Miami's twenty four returning players. Yes. Start looking at this roster overall and assessing it. How much progress talent wise has been made over the last couple of years under Mario Cristobal? 
I think a lot when it comes to the offensive and the defensive line. I think those two areas for sure, you look at the level of talent compared to where it was when he first got there. Uh, that's vastly, I would say vastly improved is probably the right, you know, uh, way to describe it i think there's other spots spots on this roster that have improved as well maybe not vastly i think linebacker is better uh i think uh, running back is a little deeper but i would say you know receiver uh quarterback right outside of the transfer portal getting a few transfers um i think cornerback safety so areas where you still don't know what they have in terms of is it elite enough right to to get them to a college football playoff and, and win national titles and things of that nature. So, uh, but up front, I would say in the physical areas, which is where Mario specializes in, uh, that's, that's improved vastly. Oh, uh, by the way, what do we know? Um, now I'm brain farting the running back. How's he doing, bro? Yeah. Mark Fletcher. I, I had told you guys before that he had injured his foot obviously. And, uh, I heard Liz Frank this week, uh, was, was what somebody mentioned to me that it might be a Liz Frank related thing. So it may spill into the beginning of the season. And if that does, then, then, uh, that hurts you, right? You, you hope you're hoping it's not that, but, uh, look, there's going to be a lot of guys that are out this spring as usual, having surgery to get stuff, uh, done. Francis, uh, my go, your fresh, your, you know, he was a freshman all American right tackle. He had something done in the off season. He won't be in the spring. Um, there's other guys that are, uh, you know, like I said, uh, just it happens. You play through the injury during the season, you have surgery in the off season, you come back uh, in the summertime and you get ready to go for the fall. So there will be guys out this spring, but that just opens opportunities up for backups to get more snaps and more and more reps. And look, that's the future, right? The freshmen, uh, the guys that Mario's recruited here in the last uh, two years, uh, the redshirt freshmen, those guys need to get work. So that those are the guys that we will see here in uh, in the spring. How much do you get to see the quarterback now uh, coming up uh, in practice? Well, usually Mario will let us watch maybe 10, 15 minutes of practice. You usually get one practice an entire year that will actually he'll let us watch from beginning to end uh, when they're in shorts and, and uh, helmets and things of that nature. We won't, we won't see any uh, full padded practices. Uh, but listen, there's a lot of people who get invited to come watch. And I just talk to those people oh, and find out what's going on. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I get it. I'm just kind of I'm excited uh, about Cam Ward, uh, oh, yeah. but, I, but I, I'm also intrigued that, OK, will the offensive coordinator and the quarterback jive and, you know, complement each other? And because when it doesn't, it just becomes a disaster. And that's the only thing that I'm always concerned about, because, you know, it's kind of it, it reminds me of the Dolphins in a way. Mm -hmm. Um you like you watch what happened with Flo. He couldn't mm -hmm. build a staff. Plus, he didn't want to. So, how is that kid going to su survive and succeed when the guy doesn't want you and he can't even build a staff to help you? Then here comes Mike McDaniel, who definitely has a, a terrific mind for offense, but he's playing Tua like if you had Marino. He's playing right. Tua like if you have Jim Kelly and the K Gun. He's playing Tua like you would Mahomes without a running game. Tua's not that kind of quarterback. Right. Tua's the kind of quarterback that you need to have a run game. You need to use play action. You need – because most quarterbacks are like that. Look at Josh Allen. Yeah. Ken Kelsey tried to make him a passer, and he was turning over the ball left and right. Why? Because Josh Allen is not accurate enough to be throwing the ball 40 times a game. So what did Brady do? He went back and did what Dable was doing, running the ball. 
morons yeah. like me, because I'm a dumbass, I would say, oh, bro, that's dangerous with Josh Allen. You're running him too much. He might, but that's what you have no choice. Right. That's who he is. And so to me, the most important thing that a coach does for a player is define who that player is so then you can play him properly. Now, is there a Walter Payton? Or is there a Pat Mahomes? Is there those guys that can fit in any fucking system you want? Yeah, sure. You want a running quarterback? Let's go, Mahomes. You want to stay in the pocket? Let's go, Mahomes. Same thing with Walter Payton. Whatever you want to do. You want a, a run game? You want him to catch the ball? You want him to block? He'll do it all for you. There are those freaks. But the problem is in football, believe it or not, 80, 85% of these guys have to be in the right system in order for them to succeed. If you have an alignment that is in a zone scheme and he's not fast enough and quick enough for that, and yeah. he's really just mauling people in front of him, he's going to fail. You know what I mean? You got a corner that's more of a zone guy, not a man-on-man. -man. So to me, that's what I'm – because that's my problem going on with Tua right now. It's not Tua. It's what you're doing with Tua, that you're not really handling it the right way. And we saw what happened with Tyler Van Dyke. When yeah. you don't do it the right way, you screw the kid over. And so now you got Cam Ward – and I wanted to look more like it did with King, that he came in, the coach understood him, the coach played him to his strengths, and he succeeded. And that's why, that's the only thing I'm nervous about with Cam Ward, that do you understand who he is so you can put him in his best position? Right. Well, that's why this spring is, is important because Shannon Dawson gets 15 practices uh, to to run an offense with him and to see really what he does well, what he struggles with, uh, what he uh, can ultimately do for you come the fall when, when the bullets start flying for real. And, you know, when you look at Cam Ward and you look at his history, uh, the one issue that he has is that he fumbles the football a lot. OK, and I, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't hold the ball the right way when he takes off and runs. I don't know if it's that he's just careless with the football, has to put two hands on it before he takes a hit or, or whatever the case is. Uh, that's something that he needs to clean up. And so when he got his NFL draft grade back uh, from evaluators and he didn't see what he liked, they gave him a list of things right of that he needs to improve on and show here in his final season. So, look, it's important. It's a two way street. Oh, uh Mario Cristobal doesn't necessarily recruit the quarterback position great, and that's fine in college football today because if you can get a guy out of the transfer portal every year or every two years uh, that can come in and, and lead your program, then you can win that way. It's It's been proven. Michael Penix just led Washington all the way to the national championship game in two years there, right? So, um, you know, Cam Ward is only going to be here for one year, but it's an important year for Miami to show that they can put him in an offense that's going to succeed and it's going to maximize his ability because other transfer quarterbacks a year from now are going to be looking at Miami. How did they handle his situation? How, you know, did he get better as a player? Did he help his draft stock? So I think it's imperative and you hit it on the head. It's imperative that Shannon Dawson and Mario Cristobal and Cam Ward all get on the same page and allow him to flourish and to be the kind of quarterback that you need to bring in now in college football, like I said, every year, every other year, so that you can be successful and win championships and, and, and go deep in the postseason. It's just it's the animal. It's the animal that college football has become. Quarterbacks enter the transfer portal more often than not. If this is the avenue Mario Cristobal is going to take from now on, where every other year we're going to have a new guy coming in here to be quarterback, then then fine. Then then just but you got to be successful at it. You got to lay a foundation. This is this is an important year for all of those reasons.
Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. Catch his work there at The Athletic. And what are you working on on The Athletic so folks can check it out? Well, I'm going to come up with a couple of storylines for people to watch here now is uh, spring football. I'm sure that Cam Ward uh, conversation will be included in that piece, the one that you and I just had. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have some coverage. It's yeah. everything. It, it is. It Every, is. You must define your player properly or you will screw him and your team. And I'm just tired of watching Jamar Fletcher play man-on-man when he's a zone guy. I'm tired of watching, you know, Ryan Tannehill. You're trying to make him a passer when he's really not a pure passer. You're going to have to use his legs and the running game. And then I'm watching the Tua thing, and I'm trying to explain to people that Mike McDaniel has made him a gunslinger. That's not what he is. Mm -hmm. You're not Bob Greasy's not a gunslinger, and and neither is Drew Brees. These people, you have to give them a complimentary running game, and you must stick to it, and you've got to learn to spread the ball around. You know, like he's fixated on Tyreek, and you're just – now you're – now you're making him a gunslinger that you're everybody knows where you're slinging it to every time. Right. It's just not a way to succeed in life, bro. It's just not. No. And so I just see it all over the place where you try to play somebody where they don't belong and they can't do the job. And then you keep putting the square peg in the round hole. And that happens in, in every sport pretty much. And it kind of drives you crazy. And that's why the Cam Ward thing, I'm very intrigued because I want to make sure that this offensive coordinator puts the kid in the right position so maybe we can have an offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, bro, you know. If he if he can beat Geno Smith, right, you think of Geno Smith at West Virginia and that wide-open offense, and Shannon Dawson was a part of that uh, at West Virginia, and you think about that team that put 70 points up in the Orange Bowl against Clemson. If Cam Ward becomes that guy, not only does that lead to a great season this year for Miami, but it leads to great seasons down the road because now there's going to be other quarterbacks who say, this coordinator and this head coach can take me places. And so right. you need – you do it once, you do it the first time, leads to a second chance, leads to a third chance because even if the next guy isn't as successful, you can say, well, Cam Ward had a great year, right? Exactly. He did it once. So uh, that's that's why it's so pivotal for Miami here in year three for Cristobal. Now that he's got the offensive and defensive linemen that he wants – for them to come out here and show major improvement. All right. Follow him on Twitter, Manny underscore Navarro. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Manny, we'll catch up later in the week, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, brother. You take care. You got it. Don't forget, Canes wear, baby. You want to get that messy jersey, that messy shirt, an Inter-Miami shirt, a Heat jersey, Heat shirt, Heat hat, Marlins hat, Marlins shirt, Canes, anything and everything with the Canes logo on it, Panthers. They got it all there at Canes wear. And 10% off by using our code Big O10. That's right. So whether you do it online, Big O10, you will get 10% off. Or you go in person, Big O10, you'll get 10% off. Go to canesware.com. And online, if you order over $99, you will get free shipping. Canesware.com. Welcome to Canesware. New store, new items. Same great experience. 
Family owned and operated since 2010, Canesware has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inner Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at canesware.com. Canesware, the spot Miami fan shop. A ride, a ride, a ride. A little Perdomo action. Why don't we, uh, why don't we give uh, the Heat a little victory cigar for last night, Sean? Come on, spark it up. There you go. There you go. A little Perdomo action for you. Let's see. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, I, oh, by the way, on the precious metals, um, Nyborg has a great, uh, tip and he's a thousand percent right. Physical gold is always good to have paper gold. Not so much. And that's why the ETFs things buy buy, take the time, learn how to buy Bitcoin, learn how to buy it on an exchange, learn how to move it to your own wallet. Don't have ETFs. That's the lazy way. And that's because you don't want to take the time to actually learn yourself. You don't really own the Bitcoin, you know? So when it starts growing, yeah, you'll get the profits and then they'll buy you out and then they'll keep the Bitcoin for themselves. That's what's going to end up happening. So if they want to sell it back to pay you off, they can do that. And if they want to pay you off and just keep the Bitcoin, they can do that too. So to me, I, there's nothing like owning it yourself. And for, for gold, the same thing. You literally have to own the gold. Yeah. But I would actually, I'm not a financial advisor by any stretch whatsoever. I think gold's going to plummet. And when it does, that's when you pounce. Because I think Bitcoin, there's already money coming out of gold and going into Bitcoin. Because those people are smart. So there you go. Okay. So that, that would be my tip. And Nyborg, excellent job by you, sir. Excellent job. Uh, Lenny Pena, my Faronis. Jimmy Zurich Studios. Big O, I found you. My man, my only Dolphins guy. Well, where you been, Jimmy? We've been doing this for a few years. <laughs> Welcome aboard, my friend. Thank you for finding us and sticking to it. And don't forget to smash the like button. I know we got 92 likes and 154 people watching. So come on, man. Hit that, hit that. Hit that uh, like button because that gets the notification, you know, hit the notification bell. But that gets the algorithm going, more people hitting the like button and more people will find out about the show. Like our man, Jimmy Zurich, who is joining us now, which is a beautiful thing. Psychologic is in from Tijuana, Mexico. Jay Pesson, curious if Chris Chambers would come on as a receivers coach. Um, that's if they need a receivers coach, if they feel they need one, and if they feel that Chris Chambers would be a very good one. I don't know. Stephen Harris is in. He's also saying very little likes for the amount of people watching. Let's go. Hit that like button. Eli Apple definitely not coming back. <laughs> you can't bring that guy back, bro. Ron on the all-night telethon is in. Ocala Joe says, Orlando, just a thought. But if your 20,000 plus followers would just donate a dollar a day, you'd be doing almost as well as crypto and your show is well worth it. Thank you. That would be nice. Remember, how about if how about if all 20,000 subscribers donated one dollar a month? That's it. One dollar a month. 
that would be fantastic. That would, that would allow us to travel to everything we want to do. Plus, gives uh, Sean a good living, of course, which is great. He's already making one, but, you know, would be nice. So uh, not a dollar a day, Ocala Joe. That's a lot because that would be 30 bucks or, or let's say it's Monday through Friday, 20 bucks a month, right? Just a dollar a month. That's all. A dollar a month would be amazing. That would be fantastic. But you know what? If you close this down and then say, okay, we're going to do the show from now on, but you got to pay a subscription price of a dollar a month, we would have 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> people, not everybody helps you, man. Not everybody hits the, as you can see, there's people watching and they just refuse to hit the like button. It's like, hey, whatever, you know? It's just one of those things. And they probably, you know, a lot of people, they don't visit our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? So it just happens. There's a lot of you that are dedicated and you help us and you visit our sponsors and you mention us and all that stuff. But most probably don't. And they don't even hit the like button. You know, which takes zero effort to hit the like button. It takes effort to travel to a sponsor or or use them or whatever. That's a little bit more of an effort, right? Hitting a like button takes zero effort and very, 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 it's a, it's a minor percentage that do it every day. It's funny, man. It's just kind of the way it is. Eric Trujillo says, good morning, big O. Let's keep them bags fat. You know it, baby. Dude 67 says, Manny is the best. Marcella says, good morning from Opalaka. Are you by Alibaba? Kyle says, I have two sets of Tangem and a one key touch. Not your keys, not your crypto. A wise man with a Bitcoin hat once told me. Not your keys, not your crypto. Devin says, Big O, what are your thoughts on the Cam Newton fight? I talked about it yesterday. I thought it's bullshit. You know what I mean? But it's amazing, bro. The hat stayed on. That was impressive as hell. I think we did it towards the end of the show yesterday. We talked about it. But um, Devin, you know, it was there was a theme yesterday on the show about young people. And young people have a lack of respect for, for humans, period, for life, you know? And those people that attacked Cam Newton, those punks, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the kind of shit we would never do. And that's what I talked about yesterday, that there were contingencies. You know, you get spanked in school. You, like I said yesterday, you grow up in a neighborhood in the 70s, maybe even 80s, definitely 60s or 50s. Um, and you did something stupid. The neighbor would grab you by the ear and drag your ass and you're like ah, ah, ah. you know what kids would do now smack the neighbor hit him whatever disrespect whatever the neighbor because you're you're a fault you screwed up you broke their window or whatever with a baseball or whatever they grab you by the ear and they take you over to your mom's and then you know what your mom does she picks up the ear from her hand and takes you in the house thank you wah, boom, ba, da, boom, ba. i'll pay you for your window ba, boom, ba, da, ba. contingencies were in place 
to keep you in line. Those contingencies are all gone. Now you go to jail. You can't spank the kid. You can't grab a, your neighbor's kid by the ear. Are you kidding me? You're going to fight with your neighbor if that happens. Because that's the attitude now. Remember, it used to take a village to raise a child. Now we don't want the village anymore. So, Devin, that's kind of the was the theme yesterday. You know, because some guy came on and says, oh, we would have done the same thing if there was social media and other things back in the day. And I said, no, we wouldn't. Because back in the day, you got your ass kicked. Okay? Back in the day, you knew you were going to get your ass kicked. And so you, you, you developed a level of respect. Okay? You may be mad or whatever, but you developed a level of respect. So we would never do that shit to Cam Newton no matter how badly dressed he is. The fact that that hat stayed on, Devin, that was strong, bro. That was strong. That was the most impressive part out of it all. By the way, let's get to our uh, 3A graphics sports calendar. The great Alan Blanco in Hialeah, custom printing and embroidery. Last night, the Heat took down the Kings, 121 and 110. No Hemi, no Jovic. No problem. They're 32 and 25. They're playing like the way I like them to play. Bam out of bio with 28 points on an efficient 11 of 18 shooting, 10 rebounds, seven assistances, two steals, and a block. Jaime Jaquez brought in 26 points on an incredibly efficient 12 of 17 shooting, five rebounds, and three steals. Caleb Martin added 16 points and six rebounds. And how about right? The young man came in with 13 points, five assists, two steals, and the part I like the most, zero turnovers. That's what I like. I like that, Mr. Wright. Kevin Love added 19. Highsmith added 14. It was a nice night tonight. It's Portland at 10 o'clock. Tonight at 7, so we get to watch the hockey game at 7, and then we switch over to the basketball game. This is freaking awesome. I love it when it's like that. Sabres are at the Panthers, 7 o'clock face-off. Hey, the Canes, they're having a shitty season, but and I know there aren't moral victories, but props to Larry Nagan and the boys. They played well last night against UNC. They lost, but they lost a respectable game, 75-71. to 71. Omir had 22 points. Bensley Joseph added 21. He shot lights out from three-point range, 5 of 8. Um, so that was cool to see. I was proud of them that I kind of expected a slaughter, to be quite honest. I really did expect a slaughter. So they hung in there Wednesday. Uh, they take on BC at 7 o'clock, and then they've got FSU, and they wrap up the season. Tomorrow night, by the way, NSU is at the University of Tampa at 7 o'clock. The Sharks have won 10 in a row, and they're 7-2 and two on the road. So we'll see what happens tomorrow at 7 for the Sharks. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar all right all right all right uh let's see from my point of view when sean used to post the shows for the week is go and like them all i could find them easily now he posts them last minute and i forget to hit the like button sometimes sorry it's all right but really steve the most important thing is watch time more than even liking the button, it's is letting it play and watching that's really what what is the most the like buttons are awesome but watch time is the most important most precious thing you can do for us 
So Tyreek Hill is taking up boxing and MMA, part of his off-season program. I think that's fantastic. I really do. Now, he was on this uh, podcast, and he also talked about fighting, and he talked about taking on Jake Paul, and, you know, he's friends with Jake Paul, apparently, and Dana White wants to talk to Dana White about getting in the ring. And uh, To me, he was playing around. And uh, By the way, his contract won't allow him to go box or MMA or anything like that, but I think the training is important. I think it's great for him. I think it, it allows him to work muscles, even though that guy's muscles on top of muscles, but it'll allow him to work muscles. He normally doesn't work. And I think also body control. That's one of the things I like about taking MMA and not boxing, but more MMA is I think when you're in the air and those kind of things, if you're taking stuff like karate, boxing, MMA, things like that, especially the MMA, maybe that might help you a little bit more with body control, right? And then the physical nature of the game, right? That's the other thing. Since that's a physical sport, that will allow him to kind of train that way and fight off the line of scrimmage. You know, boxing, it's hand-eye coordination, MMA, hand-eye coordination. Uh, last year, uh, the Kansas City, you know, DB ragdolled his ass. And he's probably saying, yeah, I got to do something to counter that. And this is what he's going to counter with because you have a lot of hand, hand battles going on at the line of scrimmage. The MMA and the boxing could end up helping him in that area also. So I think it's fantastic. The other stuff, he's just clowning around like he always does because he's He's got a great sense of humor, and that's what it, that's what he's all about. But um, I, I love the idea of adding the boxing and then the MMA, the MMA to his regimen because I think it can make him a better football player when it's all said and done. Uh, the other thing, one of the things I like about the Dolphins offseason, unlike you know a lot of our writers who are trying to sensationalize how difficult this offseason is going to be and all that and i told you no it's not they're going to have flexibility and even the the cap went up even more than they expected so they even have more flexibility like i told you this is not going to be an issue to rebuild the team this year okay it's up to the front office to find the talent that's all that's their job dude so do it and and next year it'll be a little difficult but it'll be doable it's two years from now when we start to really you know, the third year from now, not not this year, not next year, the year after. That's the one that I think really becomes a challenge. This year, options, baby. You're going to have options. You're going to have salary cap, salary cap flexibility, right? And one of the things that I love about options, and I told you, I want Derrick Henry. And this is the offseason that's kind of playing into the Dolphins' hands. The salary cap went up. 30, 30 million, 12, 14 million more than expected. Boom. I'm hearing Drew Rosen, I'll say silly shit like, well, you know, we're going to have to slow walk this process for Connor Williams and take our time. Great, dude. That does. That's not how it goes in free agency. Uh, the money dries up. The positions dry up. The options dry up. So go ahead. That, that plays right into the Dolphins' hands. And as I told you, the options continue for the Miami Dolphins. Plenty of options. I told you I want Derrick Henry. And now I'm telling you, Derrick Henry, 
Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. They're all free agents. And people don't pay running backs. So Derrick Henry is a free agent on a year where there's 4,000 running backs. So the money isn't going to be flowing to running backs. So running backs are going to have to say, well, it's really not about the money because the money isn't, you know, top notch, but it's really about situation. What's the better situation for me? I think we have one of the better situations. One of the best offenses in passing, one of the best offenses in running. And if you are a running back, they are going to feed you. You want to come here. So options you know everybody oh this cap crisis is coming cap hurricane cap earthquake whatever adjective they wanted to get creative and describe cap hell all that there's no cap hell and they're gonna have plenty of options and at running back you know give me a little derrick henry and I'm good. So I love how this is all working out for the Dolphins, to be quite honest. Instead of, I, I, I get it. It sells more clicks and all that to be negative and to scare people. And, and, and because our last two seasons haven't ended the way we want them to end. So it, it invites sensationalism. It invites the silly-ass drama. And there you have it. So that's one there. Then let's talk about let's talk about Chris Greer and Reggie McKenzie and Marvin Allen and Tom Garfinkel and Brandon Shore and the great front office of the Miami Dolphins that constantly is making moves and cutting deals and keeping flexibility and Steve Palazzo Palazzolo Palazzolo, um, on, uh, on the PFF NFL podcast. And this is one where I want you to listen to it. It's a shortcut here. And they talk about the Dolphins and what they've done with their salary cap, their contracts, and flexibility. And I give Steve Palazzo credit because he's kind of doing some of the work that I've done, uh, unlike some others in the media that aren't necessarily doing what, you know, they're sensationalizing everything. So let's hear Steve talk about the Dolphins and their cap situation. The Dolphins are another team. When you look at cap space itself, 50 plus million over the cap, they have the restructurability, obviously, to be cap compliant, but also have cap space. They have the most restructurability of any team in so the Dolphins are another team. When you look at cap space itself, 50-plus million right. over the cap, they have the restructurability, obviously, to be cap compliant, but also have cap space. They have the most restructurability of any team. In the so the they have the most restructurable ability than any team in the NFL. Thank you, bro. I, I, I just I want to thank people that do their homework. I want to thank people 
that don't mislead you and lie to you and then create drama that isn't there. And then you're all see. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm a Dolphins fan. Most of the media doesn't give a shit about the Dolphins. They're not rooting for the Dolphins. Most of them don't even were important here. And most of them just moved here for a job, and eventually they might be moving out for another job. So for them to sell you sensationalism and drama, they don't really give a shit how you feel. But I do. Because I'm you. I'm a media member. But I'm brutally honest that, hey, bro, I'm a hometown guy. I root for all the hometown team. It's not going to stop me from saying you're screwing things up, okay? All right? I don't give a shit if it's the Marlins or the Dolphins or, or Inter-Miami or the Heat. Doesn't matter, okay? I love Riley to death. I'll, I'll protect Riley. I'll be his left tackle forever. But if he does something wrong, I'm going to say it. You'll never hear me say get rid of Riley. Never hear me say that, ever. So that's why, because I feel it too, just like you guys do. So I'm going to lie to you about something to get you emotional about it? Why? Why would I do that? Then I'm lying to myself too at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. So that's the difference. I will openly tell you, yeah, I'm a Heat fan. Yeah, I'm a Marlins fan. Yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan. Of course, I'm an Inter-Miami fan. Yes, I'm a Canes fan. Yes, FIU, FAU. At Nova, yes, everything local. That's me. Panthers, give it to me. Let's go. You know, but it's not going to stop me from telling you the 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 Panthers are meow 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 meow. Two years ago, right? Weak, soft. They need to get toughened up. It's exactly what they did. Not going to stop me. And that's the difference. Where I'm actually a media member that gives a shit about our local teams. Okay, I want them to win more than anything else. But so I'm not going to create drama where there isn't any. And that's why I told you this offseason is not a problem at all for the Dolphins. It's all bullshit out there. Total bullshit. It's either you don't know what's going on or you're just sensationalizing everything. I don't know what it is. You tell me, that's fine, but you're you're doing the wrong thing. So these are things we we kind of work and we kind of go the extra mile for you guys. And that's kind of what we do on this show. And it's nice to see people actually do the right thing and say the right things about it. You can disagree and not like something or whatever, but you know, let's let, let's give people the the right information and then let them decide for themselves. Right? That's kind of how it goes. Uh, sadly, it's mostly the same young people that will defend Kodak Black for throwing rocks at a reporter. Whatever. I mean, it's just, everything is just, yeah, Kodak Black is a perfect example of just a person that's just an absolute moron that doesn't really respect. So, yeah. Uh, Northwest 119th and Northwest 32nd Avenue working at the old Winn-Dixie Warehouse. All right, Marcellus. Hang in there, my brother. Uh, good morning, Big O. And Sean, you had to know that Coach Spo would get the team together. He is one of the two best coaches in South Florida, the other one being Maurice for the Panthers. No, um, 
Spo is the best coach in South Florida. Okay. Best coach in South Florida by miles. By miles and miles and miles. Paul Maurice needs to win a Stanley Cup or two to start to catch up to Spo. But I, I understand what you're saying. Larinaga is ahead of Paul Maurice also, by the way, because he's been doing it a lot longer in this town. So uh, Larinaga, for me, is the second best coach in town. It's Spo, then Larinaga. Then I'll give Paul Maurice. But uh, you got to do a little bit more, but I love what Paul Maurice is doing. Definitely love it. But nobody's better than Spo. Spo's the – it's Shula and Spo. Best coaches ever in South Florida history. Shula and Spo. Like, they're at a level above everybody else. Like, no one is even close to Shula and Spo. Not even Riley. Not even Riley. I'm talking about South Florida accomplishments. Okay? Because Spo is at a point now where he dwarfs what Riley did. Dwarfs. Absolutely dwarfs. I mean, what Spo's done... I might put Spo in the future ahead of Don Shula. Okay. I might just do that one day. Uh, but he's Spo and Shula are the same guy. They coach different teams. I, I can't say enough about those two guys. I've never seen two coaches like that. Larinaga is the other one that can coach different teams. Never seen it from any other coach in town. Those two guys. My God, Shula and Spo are just too good, bro. Too good. Uh, amen. Caught quite a few attitude adjustments from my pops back in the day. Now at 50 years old, I'm grateful for each one of them. Yeah, because we effed up and we got our asses kicked. And we, we might have been mad at that moment, but we knew we deserved it. That's what's wrong nowadays. They refuse to accept responsibility and take it for their for their actions that's what's wrong in our society and that happens everywhere it doesn't matter that's just the way it is uh i'm 35 so spo was the best coach of my lifetime by miles look forward to sean's thoughts on an elimination chamber and raw tonight on squared circle digest damn right eight o'clock right sean eight o'clock sean and frankie getting it done let's go Spo is on top of a mountain when it comes to the South Florida head coaches at the moment. If Spo wins one more championship, we have to put him above Shula. It's it's crazy to think that, but, you know, they're the same coaches, same exact coaches. Watching Shula win with the 70s team and Woodstock and Marino and then watching Spo win with Scrubs, win with these guys and go to championships, uh, go to them, not win them but go to conference and championships and then win titles with the big three. Uh, he has won with so many different teams. It's Shula like Shula and Spo are so alike. It's ridiculous. It really is. And I never in my life could have ever imagined that I would have ever compared anyone to Shula. Like that, that's blasphemous. That's so insulting. That's what I would have thought of. But now, after watching this man's career, I don't have a damn problem with it. 
If anybody tells me that Spo is second only to Shula or tied with Shula or you want to put him slightly ahead of Shula, brother, I'm not going to argue. We're splitting hairs here. There isn't much of a difference there. But they're clearly the two best coaches ever in South Florida history. And I don't want to forget Ron Frazier because it's before a lot of your times out there, but what he did for college baseball and baseball overall was also just, you know, godlike. So I don't want to I, – I, I never want to respect Ron Frazier because I know where I came from and what I saw with Ron Frazier as a kid and into my teens and maybe early 20s, I think, we lost Ron. Uh, then he moved on and retired. So um, Frazier was – the wizard was amazing. God, he was amazing. But it's college baseball, so, you know. Bro, I talk back. My mom, even now, I get backhanded in my 30s. Of course. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, Big O, do you remember that song, Kryptonite by Big Boy? Great song, just like Kryptonite. There you go. I like it. I like it. Spo is the goat. There's no doubt. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Yeah, Spo is uh, is just absolutely the goat. Where's Bitcoin? Bitcoin is locked in over fifty seven thousand, so that's nice, very nice, very nice, very nice, very nice. And let's give you the uh, latest on what's going on in the crypto market. It's refreshing, so. I got to wait for it to refresh. Bitcoin up 7%, over 57,000. Jasmine coin down 4.5%. Star Atlas up 2.5%. Illuvium up 8.5%. Shido up 6%. That's for me. That's Most of you don't know anything about Shido. That's uh, under the radar one that I've uh, been following. Tectum up 6% to $33. We gave you Tectum at 20 bucks, by the way. We gave you on January 2nd, Tectum at $20.81 and is at $33.31. Okay. Uh, Rollbit. Where is Rollbit? about swarm markets i'm having trouble finding all of these how about ando where's ando ando up six percent to 45 cents we gave you ando at 22 so you are you're already 100 percent on ando how many of you got into ando because a bunch of you responded that day at, at 24 cents i'm sorry and now it's at um 45 cents I'm sorry. So almost not not uh, 100%, but like 80. Alephium. How many of you got Alephium when I told you? Where is Alephium? We gave you Alephium at $1.08. And Alephium right now. Why can't I find it? Why am I struggling to find Alephium? Oh, there it is. Alephium. $3.76. We gave it to you at $1.08. 
Okay. Demo is up 3%. We gave it to you at 36 cents. It's at 44. Hive Mapper down 3%. We gave it to you at 14 cents. It's at 18 cents. Pendle, we gave it to you at $1.23. It's at 284. What else? Oh, Rollbit, by the way, is at 16 cents. And we gave it to you at 14. So you're making money on most of these, by the way, that we gave you on January 2nd. How about that? Huh? How about that? There you go. All right. Ah, yes. All right, let's do it. We got to take a uh, break. We're going to wrap it up here. We uh, thank David Faronis and Manny Navarro. We thank, of course, the man, the myth, the legend that is Sean Stanley. Uh, noon, I'm on with Perkins on this at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, so you can catch us there on the Sun Sentinel YouTube page, whatever it is. So we're on at noon in about eight minutes. Appreciate all of you that tuned in. Appreciate all of you that sent in a super chat. Remember, you can always make a donation anytime, day or night, Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. And you can always make a Bitcoin donation, which is our favorite kind of donation. Appreciate all of you out there. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Oh, actually, we'll see you in the afternoon. We'll be at Caneswear tomorrow afternoon. It's an afternoon show. Caneswear tomorrow afternoon. Y'all be good.